Don't know why there ain't no sun up in the sky. Stormy weather gets the best of me. Um, we're live, as far as I know, on a, a couple of platforms. We're not live on YouTube. That's why my Facebook friends always have this weird shot of me, like, leaning in, because I'm leaning in for my YouTubers. YouTuberinos. YouTuberinos! Uh, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, moms and dads, children of all ages, and welcome to Living on a Thin Line with Tony Vizic. I am that Tony Vizic who is mentioned in the title. We come to you every day, six days a week, let's be honest. Uh, we take Saturdays off six days a week, Mountain Standard Time. We are your daily distraction for all the anger, anxiety, weirdness, and hoopla in the world today. Um, we come to you on three platforms, Comedy Schools, Radio Network.com, where you can merely listen. Although, I don't think we should use the words merely and listen in the same sentence. That might be the problem with so much of the world today, that listening has taken a backseat to uh, so many other um, things in, uh, in our daily lives. Uh, we also come to you on YouTube and the Comedy Schools channel where you get a panoramic view of my uh, overly crowded with useless stuff office. And right here on Facebook Live, the show is uh, brought to you on three platforms. It's built around three Things It's built around your questions and comments on the aforementioned social media platform. So go ahead and uh, question and comment. Uh, and we will question and comment back. We will question you. That's what we want to do. We want to question you. Um, then uh, we uh, also uh, usually have some knickknack, autogra uh, autograph, uh, curiosity, memento, doodad, uh, some little piece of weirdness laying around the, uh, the house here that we then... Um, uh, uh, share with you and try to weave a personal story around. And then we recommend one artist, our piece of music based off of our vast vinyl album, our CD collection. Sometimes music that you know and love. Sometimes music that you uh, knew and love and forgot about. Sometimes music you never heard of. Sometimes music from your era that you didn't really ever pay any attention to. Sometimes brand new stuff. You just never know. You got to stick around for the last 15 minutes of the show to uh, find out about that. To go, why, Tone? Don't you play the music? I go, well, then it'd just be a radio show. This is a discussion show, and it costs money to do that, and I'm not spending money on this. Not right now, not yet. Um, it is uh, Monday. Ba -da 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 -da. Monday, Monday. Um, so I turn on the news today, and uh, they are, now they're counting the recounts of the recounts. Uh, they got count. They got uh, the count from uh, Sesame Street, and they're going one vote, uh, two votes. Uh, it has become um, it's become a sad state of affairs. The United States one time told people how to run elections. Now we have uh, conspiracy theories running amok through our election process. Is there has there been election fraud? Yes, there has been. Okay. Uh, you know, but a curious thing happened in the last few years while Trump, when Donald John Trump was in office, and that was those people that ran election systems were so spooked by the possibility of the Ruskies, of the Red Chinese, uh, going in and uh, messing with our electoral process that they've uh, worked double time and overtime. Because whether you're a Democrat or whether you're a Republican, most people want to do their job right. Most people, one thing that uh, Americans all share in common 
is that when we are given a job, a real job to do, not working somebody, even if you're working an assembly line, you know, but we're given a real job, we want to do it right. We want to do it right. Is there a small percentage of Americans who want to do it half-ass and just get paid? Oh, sure there is. But the, by and large, when we do a job, we want to do it right. So there's been mammoth effort to make sure that our election system, which is always changing from one time just paper ballots and you had to hitch up a horse and wagon and ride into the county seat or even raise your hand in a room uh, to a computerized system, to uh, mail-in ballots, that we got it right. And I believe we got this one right. But I'm going to tell you something. Hi, Jim Perry, by the way. Hi, Tina Mike Lawson. Hi, John Tate. Hi, Charles Kaminsky. Hi, uh, the whole uh, Living on a Thin Line family and those who are just friends of uh, the family are beginning to uh, tune in and watch and listen. Uh, here's a question. So I try to stay away from serious stuff on this show. Every once in a while I do go on a rant. But I said something to my um, uh, wife this morning that uh, uh, I want you to ponder, I want you to consider. For the last few years... We have watched, as culturally, we've shifted from a society that believed fundamentally in innocence until proven guilty to guilty until proven innocent. We've shifted from a society that said, no matter how specious the claim, no matter how odd it may sound, no matter how old it is, that any claim of wrongdoing or malfeasance had to be looked at and had to be considered credible. There was a, um, I often find myself defending people I, uh, I don't really care for. Um, there was the, um, the comic, I forget his name, but they uh, wrote an article about him in a magazine about a date that he was on. Uh, if anybody can remember, you can let me. Uh, you can tell me no. Uh, you can let me know. A very woke comic, okay. And uh, a girl went on a date with him, and the date didn't go the way she wanted. And she uh, was then interviewed by uh, a young woman who worked for a magazine, and she wrote a story about it. And it pretty much damaged his career, pretty seriously. Hello, DJ Payne. DJ Payne, the grown man who collects baseball cards. I am a grown man who rescues bobbleheads. All is right, actually, in America. It pretty much damaged his career. Now, it was a secondhand account written in a form that fiction is usually written in, but it damaged his career. But everyone believed it, and it damaged his career. And we saw a lot of that going on the last few years. We saw the uh, Al Franken accusation. Al Franken, who started out in the world as a, com as a comedic writer, then as a sketch player on Saturday Night Live, then as a regular on Saturday Night Live, then a man who uh, wrote successful books, a funny man, but also a serious and smart man who felt terrible about uh, what he saw as uh, a rising tide of uh, right-wing intolerance in America and wrote books about it, who then put his career online by running for the United States Senate and for many years being quiet in the United States Senate and just doing the hard work of being a U.S. senator, not running out in front of cameras all the time, uh, begin to rise in prominence because of his work ethic as intelligence. And so his total career his life and his reputation destroyed by claims that were just that, claims. But we believe them. We got to believe everybody. Believe everybody. 
That was my side that did that. That was the liberal side. We believe everybody. Believe women. I believe women, except for the women that lied to me. Have I lied to women? Yes. Have women lied to me? Yes. So, you know, believe women. Yeah, but what about that girl that told me that I was the only one, and then the next night I saw her in a restaurant with another dude making out? Do I believe her? So, we may now be seeing the other side of that. The chicken may have come home to roost. Oh, by the way, we got to take a Ray break. Hold on. Bring Ray in. There, ladies and gentlemen, is uh, Ray the Wonder Cat now uh, sitting on my head, okay, and damaging my headphones, and there we go, and sitting on my shoulder, and now uh, on my head again. All right, get him off my head. All right. Well, so much for actually trying to do a show. Um, <laughs> we may be seeing the other side of that. We may just be seeing the other side of that. Because now you have people coming forward going, I saw this and I saw that. And, and with no real evidence, just people coming forward and go, yeah, I'm pretty sure that I saw. Uh, I'm pretty sure that I saw. Uh, look at it. Uh, there we go. I'm pretty sure that I saw uh, something, but I'm not sure. But I'm filling out an affidavit. And people go, well, I've heard all sorts of things. I've heard all sorts of rumors. Saw that. Uh, so now we've got people who... Oftentimes, the claims are dubious at best. The people go, well, we got to believe them. They're making claims. The great, one of the greatest gifts of liberalism ever was the concept of innocence until proven guilt. The move away from the divine right of kings. If the king says it, it must be true. And if you are a, a hand of the king and you say it, therefore it's true, for you are a direct hand of the king. And people can be executed and put in prison based on that alone or in the infallibility of church elders, church leaders, innocent until proven guilty. And now we're seeing our entire election process, seeing a strong attempt to totally tear it apart based on innuendo, rumor, accusation, most of which are being consistently proven to be false in court, but that won't make any difference to millions of people. It won't make any difference to millions of people. So, are we going to get back to going, all right, it's tough to prove someone's guilty of something, but that's the way it's going to work? Or are we just going to go around going, off with their heads, off with their heads, off with their heads? Uh, and, you know, if my head came off, then where would Ray the Wonder Cat sit in the middle of my podcast? All right, that was my rant for the day. Let's get to the stuff. Do you want to get to the stuff? Let's get to the stuff. Uh, I got something here. For a long time, I've been telling people that originally the Hulk was gray. The comic book character, the Hulk. You see, I've gone from a philosophical question of innocence and guilt and the divine right of kings all the way to uh, now comic books because I can do that because I have no attention span. Um, I've been telling them that originally he was gray and I forget exactly he became green, but when I was very, very young and the Hulk first made an appearance, he was gray. And here I have the proof. This is Hulk number one. Hulk number one. Now, you might be pretty excited. You go, wow, look at that. Tony has Hulk number one, came out of 12 cents, Marvel comic, and it shows clearly a gray Hulk. Bruce Banner with his alter ego right behind him. The Hulk was pretty much like the Wolfman. You know, the Wolfman uh, turned into a, was a good guy who then, uh, when the moon was full, uh, turned into a wolf. 
And uh, Bruce Banner was a good guy who, when he lost control of his emotions, became the Hulk. And then the Hulk himself was a complex character. The Incredible Hulk, the strangest man of all time. Fantasy as you like it. Is he man or monster or is he both? Now, I bought this for a whopping two bucks. And eventually, I think I'll open it and read it. But this is not an original copy. This is, and below, if you look, look right there, see? That's where they trick you, man. That's where they get you, okay? It says Kraft, which is like the cheese. Walmart exclusive, original Hulk collector comic, not for resale. Okay. Owned the Hulk on DVD and video October 28th. So I don't know what year this came out. I haven't bothered to open it yet. I just bought it because I go, man, and I almost didn't buy it. I go, it's useless. But it reminds me that when I was a kid, and for years, as I tried to explain to people later on, I go, no, man, no, the Hulk was originally gray, and then they turned him green, uh, gamma rays, green. Uh, no one believed me. As you can see, the Hulk... Uh, was a little bit more human there, too. If you look at the face, they didn't have made out to be the monster he was. Was gray and then turned green. Uh, so I just wanted to uh, prove that I was right and to show you that I got this comic. I will actually look up. I'm sure it's worth only about two bucks. I bought it at a comic book store, and those guys know what the hell they're doing. But sometimes it's just cool to have this stuff. You know, and I, I am a mini version of where I went yesterday. Because if you look at my Facebook page, you see I went to the Dwarf Car Museum quite by accident, found it in the desert out in the middle of nowhere. Uh, some guy named Ernie, who uh, is either 80 or 800, but uh, is a pretty interesting guy, uh, started building exact replicas of cars from the 40s and 50s, only uh, miniature, but you could get them and drive them. They're street legal. Uh, that uh, And his place was full of... Uh, curiosities and collectibles, you know, old road signs, old uh, advertisements for Coca-Cola and Phillips 66 gas and all that. And we kind of got a mini version of that going here. Some sort of, maybe it's nostalgia. Maybe it's a connection to something from the past that was true that seems to have slipped by. Something that reminds you that you had been someplace else and that uh, even though you matter now, you matter differently then. Something, I don't know, but that's why I bought the Hulk comic book, so we got that. All right, so uh, what artist, what singer are we going to talk about today? Um, oh, are you guys going anywhere Thanksgiving? Is anybody going to go uh, to their families for Thanksgiving? Are any of you traveling for Thanksgiving? Um, a little history of Thanksgiving for me, that was always my favorite holiday. Um... Frederick Scott just put up, what's even more fun to track is how Star Trek's Klingons changed over the years, one version of the show to the next. Yeah, you know, you see that on, on television shows and movies as, uh, as uh, uh, technology improves and uh, makeup improves and prosthetics improve, you know, uh, how they can uh, uh, create a, uh, uh, a character, um, they're able to, uh, uh, you know, they're, they're able to improve that. Um, Shirley and I are not going to go to family this year. We did buy a turkey. We did buy all the fixings. We got stuffing. We, did we get mashed potatoes or are we just going to mash potatoes? We can do either. We can do either. We actually have that. We got gravy. You know, uh, you know what I found when I went to the store? Everybody was worried about toilet paper. You know, I was not worried about toilet paper. I still have toilet paper from March. Found some, bought some, a little bit. But, you know, that wasn't, oh, my God, there's no toilet paper. Um... What I was bummed about is all I could find in the jars 
was turkey gravy. And anybody who knows anything about a Thanksgiving dinner knows that chicken gravy is best. Chicken gravy is the best. Not turkey gravy. Chicken gravy. And they were, you know what? And I'm not the only one who knows it. You know how I know? They were out of chicken gravy. Couldn't find chicken gravy anywhere in that damn store. Found toilet paper. Couldn't find chicken gravy. There's a chicken gravy gap. Chicken gravy shortage. And I'm betting you right now, if you go to some of the richer parts of town, if you go up to North Scottsdale or Paradise Valley, they got chicken gravy. There's a great chicken gravy injustice going on in this country right now where the poor are being denied their chicken gravy. And the rich get all the chicken gravy they, they want. Jim Perry says gravy and salt. Um, you know, uh, I won't live long enough to see you uh, stroked out in a wheelchair, Jim, but uh, it's coming. So, um, <laughs> so we got, and so we're probably going to cook something just she and I here. Um, you know, we're not going to California. People from California aren't coming here. That has happened in the past. Um, we're not going to go to uh, friends and family around here because that's kind of what we've been doing. We're just going to kind of do it at home because it's not the place to put the risk. For instance, I saw that Donnie Osmond's returning to Las Vegas. Donnie Osmond is going to be playing Las Vegas soon. Who in their right mind is going to risk their life to watch Donnie Osmond? Who's going to go, well, you know, COVID is spiking in Nevada and uh, um, there's still a serious... Uh, there's still a big chance that you could get it. If you get it, uh, you might be slightly ill. You might be extremely ill. You might have uh, uh, long-term COVID uh, symptoms. Uh, you might die. But Donnie Osmond, oh, I guess it's all where you put your risk. And um, I feel a little safer right now in a grocery store where people are moving and everyone's wearing masks. I feel... A little safer right now. What are you laughing? Cheryl's laughing at some. Uh, my cat, Kay, the, if you were here earlier, you saw while I was making a very important part, uh, point that Ray uh, Wondercat was placed on my head, mainly to uh, remind me not to get a big head, I think. Um, I feel safer in those places that I would have any, a bunch of people sitting around a table for an hour or two. So um, where we really talked about doing it, we're going we're gonna to stay home this Thanksgiving so that we can have many more. Now, that doesn't mean that I won't go anywhere. I'll go to the store and I'll wear a mask and I bring hand sanitizer. I'll go looking for bobbleheads. But these are short-term things and I stay, I'm able to stay socially distant from people. And I know for a lot of us, for many of us, many of us. the need and the pull and the desire to be able to interact with human beings is vitally important. It is for me. Okay. So, let me get this straight. Okay, hold on. My, uh, my grandson Sullivan's asking me a question. Yes. You're safer having a cat on your head? I'm safe. I'm safer. I'm always safer when there's a cat on my head, not just during the show right now. Okay. All right. Now the cat is actually on your head. Uh huh. Okay. Hey. <laughs> he did. All right. Um, there we go. Now I got a cat on my back. Okay. So, uh, we do have things for you to do. There are things that I will do. All right. And, um, one of the things that I will do, and I'll do it this weekend is I will go to, um, I will go to, um, 
<laughs> okay. Hey, you know what, guys? We're going to wrap up today. I got a little situation here, and uh, I will talk to you about it tomorrow, okay? Uh, but you're able to catch me at... Um, You'll be able to catch me at JP's Comedy Club this weekend, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. we got Isaac, Isaac the Magician, so be sure to check that out. You've been watching Living on a Thin Line with Tony Vizek. Thank you very much. Bye-bye.